0: Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, I'm Sean Riley, and welcome to another edition of Unpacked with PMMI. When packages and products make their way to the quote-unquote end-of-the-line to get ready for shipment, we call that end-of-line equipment. The end-of-line equipment report from the PMMI Business Intelligence Committee details the major trends shaping the end-of-line machinery market and how OEMs and suppliers can better position themselves and their products in this market. Today, we chat with friend of the podcast, Donna Ritson about End of Line, or EOL, as they like to call it, and her key messages that everyone should glean from this report. So with all the fancy introductions out of the way, welcome back one of our most frequent guests, Donna Ritson.
1: Thank you, Sean. I'm glad to be with you again today.
0: It's always our pleasure to have you. You've kind of become our voice that, that goes along with our business intelligence reports. They read the report, and then they can attach your voice almost like an audio book. Anyway, <laughs> the end of line equipment report um, from PMMI it, it kind of details the major trends that are that are shaping end of line machinery and and how OEMs and suppliers can better position themselves and their products you know out in the marketplace. So I guess first of all, I know what it means and you know what it means, but it does include a, a whole bunch of things, and it's a lot of it is things that most of our listeners are familiar with, but. I guess, how are we going to define end-of-line packaging, and what machines are we going to refer to that make up this end-of-line equipment category?
1: That's a really good place to start, Sean. And and throughout our discussion this morning, we might even refer to it as EOL. It's it's kind of the way the industry looks at it as well, uh, end-of-line being EOL. So- the mm-hmm. end-of-line packaging, it's its also called tertiary packaging or transport packaging to move goods from point A to point B or C or D. Um, it includes really all the operations after secondary. So things like palletizing, think of that end-of-line. The exact types of equipment mm-hmm. that we included in this report, there's five categories, case and tray handling. Conveying, labeling, and decorating and coating, and of course, palletizing, and then wrapping, bandling, and bundling. Now, we know that some of this equipment certainly is used at other locations on the line, but for purposes of this report, in terms of the value, those were the five categories we included.
0: Okay, so then having that been said, you know, now we, we know where we're what we're talking about and where we're starting. I guess, kind of what is the EOL machinery market? What is it looking like right now? And based off of your research, what can we expect for the future?
1: Well, we extracted the data from the PMMI 2021 State of the Industry Report, which actually presents 2022 data, as we know. So those five categories of equipment make up $4.4 billion in revenue, which is a significant part of the entire packaging machinery industry. It actually represents over 46%. So it's really a very important equipment category for our listeners. Um, It is predicted to keep pace with the overall packaging machinery equipment market which is estimated to have a CAGR of about 5% give or take over the next 5 years.
0: So basically if you're starting a pack you know to package a product you're basically even if you're hand packing it first you know putting it into a box this is the stuff at the end that you're going to use to transport it you know, to the next stop, whether it's a retail a warehouse, something like that. So it's you see them now in the in the warehouse stores. But back in the day, you know, you never really came in contact with a lot of this uh, tertiary packaging that you referenced. But it is it's a huge, huge segment, obviously, because it's it's transporting everything. So I guess, what are the major trends underpinning the EOL machinery market at the moment
1: very good question on that as well Sean because um while this is very much detailed in the final report I'll give you just a kind of a brief summary here um first of all sustainability we know that that's been on the table for a very long time it's not a buzzword it's an action item And it's not just recycling like we're thinking of putting it in our recycling bin. But sustainability, it's of the products themselves, the packaging, the operations of the machinery, how efficient and how sustainable is that machinery operating, and really the whole entire sustainable operations throughout the plant. Another one that we really see is improving the the visibility to the supply chain. So end of line needs to be able to track these packages, where they're going, where they're located, volume, palletized, unitized sizes. And an ongoing trend that we know has been going on for years is the whole SKUs and the proliferation and the expansion of SKUs. Some of this is being driven even at the end of the line because of e-commerce and direct-to-consumer shipping, which is changing how that package needs to go out the door. Obviously, you're not sending a, a palletized load direct to a consumer. So, there's some diversions on the line that are happening now where that packaging needs to be changed. And certainly, as we know, this has definitely been um, accelerated by the pandemic, but the ongoing struggles with labor shortages. And that's really both for skilled and unskilled positions that companies are looking for. So it's really important. And again, I I reiterate that this is in the final report in greater detail, but to really understand and recognize these trends is, it's really important because it's affecting overall operations it's affecting how brand manufacturers are choosing and purchasing equipment. So it it's a category that um, certainly a lot of our listeners are very attuned to, as this is the kind of equipment that they're making.
0: So you've referenced the, the labor situation, which I feel like comes up on almost every podcast or every conversation I have with anyone. Um, I, I have to think that because of that and because of the other influences that you've mentioned, that that automation has to be something that's influencing the EOL market to kind of meet some of those needs. Is that something that would be fair to say? Absolutely.
1: It it is one of the key trends and it's not just in the end of line manufacturing. It's really across all of the entire line. Um, Automation, it's just the the natural next step. Um, End of line is certainly being impacted by that. So the end of line, and again, it's it's really the entire line because we've looked at secondary packaging, we've looked at primary packaging, and it, it's automation, it's continued to increase throughput and speed. That's what manufacturers are looking at with, with a high demand, just the increased need of products. Automation is not just um, automating one uh, aspect of the line, it's really looking at the whole entire line to increased production. And um, robotics plays a significant role in that. So when we're looking at net robotics report is something that's being updated. It's really um, robots and cobots and automation all working together so that it maximizes the labor on the line and also takes automated processes and you can now redeploy some of those people to other parts of the line.
0: Interesting. And these are, and these are obviously things that you would be able to see and experience um, actually on the show floor at PAC Expo International in October. Are there other things that, that manufacturers are looking for, other machine features that they'd be looking for? Well, you know, Say they're going to a trade show or, or they're looking to investigate EOL equipment. Is there other things that these manufacturers should be looking for?
1: Yes, you know, when we interview people and we talk to different brand manufacturers and and we talk to different entities in the market, you know, each operation really operates separately in terms of what their needs are, what their speeds are, what kind of equipment do they need. So, we asked a series of questions to help sort of prioritize what are the machine attributes? What does the the brand manufacturer look for? or the contract packager look for when they're assessing their end of line equipment and really when they're assessing all of their equipment. And the most important topics we discovered in our interviews was one of the questions is really how seamlessly does that machine integrate into their existing operations? That's really key. And how easy is that machine to maintain and service in the future? And the machine needs to be flexible. And what that means is it needs to be able to handle, you know, a variety of packaging, particularly at end of line now that we know e-com is coming and direct to consumer is, is emerging. Um, how flexible can that machine be? And also looking at whether that machine can handle high speeds And can it increase those speeds and can it help increase throughput as we know those demands continue to grow? And one of the last things that we heard from our our interviews was how compact is that machine? So floor space and the real estate on the plant floor is at a premium. How adding automation, how adding robotics or cobots to that line, you know, how do we fit it into the line? How compact can that machine be? So really kind of in a summary, manufacturers are looking for machines that are easy to integrate and service. They can handle a variety of formats at, at high speeds. And how space efficient is it?
0: Okay, then how about the people actually making the the machines, the OEMs, the machine suppliers? What sort of information are their customers expecting from them, for, you know, from the EOL equipment providers?
1: Well, there were some really major um, key insights that the manufacturers shared with us. And the two most important uh, I'll share and summarize with you here. But again, very good detail in the final report. The most significant specifications they look for are throughput and cost. And they want to know, obviously, as we just talked, what kind of speeds can they expect? And they're also looking for a detailed analysis of the total cost of ownership, not just the base price of the machine, but over time, the total cost it will be to operate, maintain, service that machine. That's something that's very important to them. And and something that we continue to hear from um, OEM customers is the relationship building, um, prior relationships, it's very important. They rely on them. They look to work with suppliers that they know and they trust. And they often turn to those relationships when they're looking for new information or they're looking for advice or they're looking for the supplier to come in and help them identify where are the opportunities, where are the locations that they can build automation, they can gain uh, efficiency from adding robots or cobots to their line.
0: So taking all of that into consideration, what would you say is one, you know, the main key message that that OEMs and suppliers need to glean from this white paper?
1: The report can really help and, and inform OEMs and suppliers to really look at how can they best position themselves? How can they bring the solutions that um, their end of line products offer and, and really help serve the brand manufacturers? We explored the question in our interviews, what do manufacturers want out of their machines and what do they want out of their suppliers? And in summary, the report highlights the necessity of relationship building. And really, if you look at PMMI reports in general. This, this is a topic that consistently comes up. Manufacturers really are looking for partners to help them understand all of this new technology that's going on. How do they implement that technology into their manufacturing? And how do they bring um, automated features and, and really look at having the automated factory of the future, so to speak? Um so really, it, it's the messaging is be proactive um, in understanding what your customers face, what challenges do they face specifically, and understand what their pain points are and be able to offer advice and guidance on really how to improve their processes and, and look for suggestions um, and, and advice in terms of how can we make this better, and we're looking for partners who can help us do that.
0: Awesome so there there's there's obviously a, a ton more that we could explore on the future of the EOL equipment market. but so I would urge uh, the listeners so we don't take up all of Donna's time today to read about more of these solutions in the full PMI report. Um, that can be downloaded. Uh, the white paper end of line equipment at pmmi.org backslash research. And that's where you'll find our entire business intelligence library. But with that, I I just really want to thank you again, Donna, for taking time out of your day to come on here.
1: Sean, I always enjoy speaking with you. And and I'd like to give a shout out to our listeners uh, to watch for the newly released uh, latest PMMI report from the Business Intelligence Committee on Pharmaceutical Manufacturing. And it reports on the trends that are shaping that industry. Very informative and and very thorough.
0: Oh, awesome. And I
1: thank you, Sean, for for having me chat with you today.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm sure I'll have you back on uh, in a few months to talk about the Farmer Report. Okay. Please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with PMMI.